Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Morvan. It's day 96, and this is God's Big Story. Season 2! <laughs> it's a story. It's big! Never boring. No way! For his glory. Always! It's God's Big Story. Okay, so welcome back, boys and girls. We have reached the 20th week of season two. Now, I've talked about this a little bit on our Facebook page, but I know a lot of listeners maybe aren't connected with us on Facebook. So if you've reached this episode and it's September 2022 or later, well, then you can just roll right on to week 21 next week like nothing has happened. But if you're listening to this in June to August of 2022, well, then after this week, you're going to have a bit of a break. Marvin and the gang and I are going to be super busy in June as we're putting on an awesome holiday Bible club at Eden Grove, and then we're on our summer holidays. So this week we'll get to episode 100, and then episode 101 will, God willing, be released in September. Oh, oh well, hi everyone! Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now. It's Marvin the friendly, curious cow. So yep, Marvin, we have reached the last week before the summer break. Yeah, I can't believe we've almost done a hundred episodes already. Gosh, one hundred always feels so momentous, Dave. Yeah, it does. And it also means that this is the last Bible Racing Fun Day for three whole months. <laughs> it's Monday, it's Monday, it's Bible Racing Fun Day. Where's that verse? What's that word? Find it fast and beat the herd. It's Monday, it's Monday, it's Bible Racing Fun Day. <laughs> Okay, so for the last few weeks, Reuben and Eden have been battling it out, but this week, another former champion stormed in to take the win. With a lightning fast time of 11.68 seconds, Cormac Brannigan was this week's winner. Congratulations, Cormac. So, Marvin, where are we headed this week? Oh, this week, Dave, we're back in the New Testament, and, well, seeing summer is near, I've picked a verse that talks about just that. Oh, okay. Yep, so this week, we're going to be looking for Luke... Chapter 21, verse 30. Uh, Okay, good. Well, Marvin, I have my Bible here. Yep, and I have my stopwatch. So here we go, everyone. Luke chapter 21, verse 30. Find it in three, two, one, go. Okay. Ooh, Luke 19. I opened it at Luke 20, Luke 21, verse 30. Where is it? Where is it? As. Ooh, that was amazing, Marvin. I opened this two chapters away. Yeah, that was pretty speedy, Dave. You found it in 7.21 seconds. Okay, so there you have it, boys and girls. I challenge anyone to beat that. You know what to do. Send in your times, Facebook, website, or email youth at edengrove.org. And remember, if you're listening to this later than May 2022, well, check out those record times on the website. And if your time is faster, well, let us know and we'll put your name on the board. But that's enough of that. We have just five days to finish the last three chapters of Corinthians. So, Marv, let's get to it. Oh, sure thing, Dave. So, last week we finished with Paul describing what love was. Patient and kind and slow to get angry and not proud and not looking after its own interests. It always hopes, always trusts, always protects. Okay, yeah, I remember. And so, yeah, we talked about how we all have different gifts to be used for God's glory, but that love for others, well, that should be there in all of us. Okay, yeah. Now, today, Paul is kind of going to pull all of that together because he's going to compare two different gifts that God gave his people back then, speaking in tongues and prophecy. Speaking in tongues and prophecy? Huh. Dave, I don't really know what either of those things are. It's Professor 
So yeah, Dave just said a bunch of stuff that I don't understand. Ah yes, these gifts, huh? <laughs> okay, well, let's start with the speaking in tongues, yeah? Well, yeah, because I speak with my tongue, Professor, not in it. Ah, well, you see, Marvin, as well as being that little pink wiggly thing that lives in your mouth, your tongue can be another word for the language you speak, yeah? So English is our tongue, yeah? Yeah! Oh, I see. Now, Marvin, back then, the good news was spreading out from Jerusalem in all directions all over the world, yeah? And as that happened, well, people needed to hear from God in their own language, yeah, their own tongue, so that they could hear and understand about what Jesus had done, yeah? Oh, sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and no Google Translate back then, so God would sometimes give his people the gift of tongues. Yeah? They would be able to speak another language, a language they had never learned. No one had taught them. They just opened their mouth and out it came. Oh, wow. Yeah, but the thing was, they couldn't understand what they were saying themselves. Sometimes someone else would be able to interpret and say, this is what that means. Yeah, but not all the time, no. Okay. Oh, wow. Gosh, that would be amazing. Yeah, to suddenly be able to speak a whole new language. Mm, yeah, that's what the Corinthians thought too. They thought, this is awesome. It was a gift they all wanted because, you know, it looked really cool in front of everyone else, yeah? And because it was cool for them to see the Holy Spirit work like that. So, yeah, they would do it in church. Whether there was someone who spoke that language or could interpret what they said or not. So, yeah, that's what Paul wants to talk about. Mm. Oh, and then prophecy, too. Okay, yeah, so what's prophecy, Professor? Okay, so prophecy is speaking truth from God, yeah? Hmm. So, you know, every time we open our Bible, that is prophetic. Mm -hmm. We are hearing the word of God. But, of course, back in Corinth, well, they didn't have the New Testament yet. It hadn't all been written and gathered up. And so God, by his Spirit, would speak through his people. Hmm. This was prophecy, speaking words of truth from God. Okay, I see. Okay, so yeah, speaking in tongues and prophecy. Got it. Okay, well, Dave, who's reading today? Well, Marvin, I have to confess I've been so busy this week working on all the stuff for our Bible club. I'm afraid I haven't had a chance to find us a new reader. So, well, I was wondering, Professor, seeing you're here anyway. Ah, yes, Dave, I'd love to. <laughs> what am I reading? Okay, well, today we're going to read two sections from chapter 14, the first five verses, and then verses 18 to 25. Okay, yeah, what are we listening for, Dave? Okay, Marvin, so who does Paul say can speak the most languages? Okay. Yeah, so, Professor, well, over to you. Ah, okay, here goes. So, chapter 14, verse 1 to 5, yeah? Follow the way of love. You should all want the gifts the Holy Spirit gives. Most of all, you should want the gift of prophecy. Anyone who speaks in a language they had not known before 
doesn't speak to people. They speak only to God. In fact, no one understands them. What they say by the Spirit remains a mystery. But the person who prophesies speaks to people. That person prophesies to make people stronger, to give them hope, or to comfort them. Anyone who speaks in other languages builds up only themselves. But the person who prophesies builds up the church. I would like all of you to speak in other languages. But I would rather have you prophesy. The person who prophesies is more helpful than those who speak in other languages. But that is not the case if someone explains what was said in the other languages, well, then the whole church can be built up. Okay, so then moving on to verse 18. I thank God that I speak in other languages more than all of you do. In the church, I wouldn't want to speak 10,000 words in an unfamiliar language. I'd rather speak five words in a language people could understand. Then I would be teaching others. Brothers and sisters, stop thinking like children. Be like babies as far as evil is concerned, but be grown up in your thinking. In the law it is written, with unfamiliar languages and through the lips of outsiders I will speak to these people. But even then they will not listen to me. That is what the Lord says. So, speaking in other languages is a sign for those who don't believe. It is not a sign for those who do believe. But prophecy is not for those who don't believe. It is for those who believe. Suppose the whole church comes together and everyone speaks in other languages. And suppose visitors or unbelievers come in. Won't they say you are out of your minds? But suppose unbelievers or visitors come in while everyone is prophesying. Then they will feel guilty about their sin. They will be judged by all. The secrets of their hearts will be brought out into the open. They will fall down and worship God. They will exclaim, God is really here among you. Thanks, Professor. So, Marvin, who does Paul say could speak the most languages? Oh, well, Paul himself, Dave. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. But you see, Paul doesn't use it to make himself look good. When Paul uses those gifts that the Holy Spirit gave him, it's not like a party trick. And he doesn't do it for himself because he benefits from it. He uses it when it's useful to use it. Paul's concern is always the people around him. Does he suddenly start to speak Russian if there are no Russians about? Would that do any good for anyone else in the church? Well, no, I guess not. No, it doesn't. It doesn't help the Christians. And even worse, if an unbeliever is listening, it'll just sound like gobbledygook, like madness. But prophecy, speaking words of God's truth for the church to hear, well, does that do the church good? Uh, yeah, of course, Dave. Yep. And you see, it all comes back to love. The Corinthians weren't using their gifts in a loving way. They weren't using them for the sake of others. They were using them kind of selfishly for their own worship of God, ignoring whether it served the people around them or not. Paul says that's not how worship should be. It's not how we should use our gifts. Okay, yeah, I see, Dave. See, boys and girls, when we go to church and we're singing praises and we're praying and we're reading the Bible together, we're not just a bunch of people worshipping God who happen to be in the same big room. 
We're one body, the body of Christ, one big family, brothers and sisters together. See, being a Christian is not an individual thing. It's not something we should do by ourselves. It's a team sport. We care for each other. We support each other. We pray for each other. Well, we love each other. So today, boys and girls, well, let's pray for our church families, the people there who love you, and I hope the people that you love. Thank God for them. Pray for those in need. Let's love our church families. That's what Paul is urging the Corinthians and us to do. Yeah, you got to do. Yeah, there are some people at church who are sick at the moment. Yeah, so I'll pray for them. And Oh, yeah, there's, there's some kids who have exams as well. Yep, excellent, Marvin. There are always people who need prayer. And so, well, that will do it for today, boys and girls. I think we're well and truly out of time. Just four more days in First Corinthians. Okay, yeah. Well, bye, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. We'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave, Josh and Josh. For more information and further resources, visit woodendonkey.org.